Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now then, the pleasure of a good old sneeze is enjoyed by birds, reptiles, and indeed obviously us humans too. But did you know that sea sponges also have the ability to clear mucus by sternutation, I think is how you pronounce that, possibly not. Uh, despite lacking nerves, muscles or even brains, sea sponges get their sneeze on the best of us. Joining me now to explain the science behind it is Nicholas Cornder, marine biologist at University of Amsterdam. Nicholas, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm good. This is the humble, I don't know if he's that humble now, um, sea sponge that we're talking about. Yes, that's correct. Sea sponge living on coral reefs in the Caribbean that we studied. And once we actually obtained the footage that showed that the sponge can sneeze, we started a collaboration with Daniel Stupin from Australia, who also filmed the same uh, mechanism on an Indo-Pacific sponge. So we do see this in sponges all around the world and maybe a more, more common mechanism um, than just, just in one or two species. How did you discover that the sponges were actually sneezing? Um, well, it's a very slow process. Um, and it's really hard to see, which is probably the reason we discovered this so late. If you don't really look at it with the intention to see something over an extended time. So I actually knew that there is some gap in the budget of, of sponges when you look at you know, the things they take up and the things they release, there was sort of a, some missing amount of energy. So I actually looked at them for half an hour straight, different species, and I would just see, like, is there something happening we're not seeing? And I noticed just by looking at it over time that, you know, there's this buildup of mucus and these clumps would sometimes disappear. So that's when we started filming the surface of these sponges. And then we actually noticed that over the course of 20 to 50 minutes, yeah, there's actually mucus coming out of these pores where water is coming in. We, we often assume that, you know, the, the stuff sponges take up comes in with the water that they suck in. But this mucus is actually traveling in the opposite direction. So by looking at it over time, I noticed, you know, there is a flow outward of the pores where water is sucked in. And then once we saw the time lapses, we came up with an experiment to, to test this scientifically and we measured the mucus. Uh, we looked at the content of it. We could show that it has elevated amounts of organic compounds. And then we were also able to show that other organisms actually feed on this mucus. Right. So the, the sponge is kind of seen like a tunnel thing, isn't it? And, and water is going through this kind of been funneled into this, this tunnel and nutrients being taken from it. But, but as doing that, it's, it's building up. Is it a kind of a coating, same as your nose would do, of, um, of different kind of inorganic materials or some organic materials? And this is then a reaction to that, exactly the same as us, to get it out of your system. That's exactly right. And that's also where we have the parallel to the human sneeze or sneezes in other vertebrates. Um, you have the same mechanism happening, despite the lack of all the things you need, as you mentioned initially. Also, the cells that animals usually use to move mucus, sponges ha- don't have those. So it's a primitive version of a human sneeze where you have water traveling through this animal. And with the water comes, you know, sediments and, and just dust the, the sponge doesn't want. And it also has, you know, particulate waste, like that is actually heavy and it sinks down. So it's hard to eject it out with the water flow that leaves the sponge. Um, so in order to do that, it coats it's sort of, and now I'm just speculating because we in fact just looked at the outside of the sponges. And the next steps would be to look at the inside. 
and see how these processes, the, the mechanism we see, is actually traversing through the internal body. But we do believe, based on initial uh, tests, that inside the canal system where the water travels, the sponge secretes the mucus and it travels against the water direction, uh, collects outward, and then with a contraction, with a tissue contraction, it is ejected. And the same is happening in humans where in our airways, when we breathe in dust, it collects on the mucus that is lining the, the esophagus and it's traveling upward until we sneeze it out of our sinuses right. with a, a muscular contraction. But it's, you know, the contraction that is happening in the sponge is sort of the same thing, sort of a primitive version of a muscular contraction in animals. Right, because the thing that's really stumping me is that ours is a very violent, well, not very violent, but a sneeze is, is fast enough, isn't it? it? It's, you know, it's an immediate and, and involuntary, it's gone out of your system. But this seems to be much more gentler version of that. Exactly, exactly. Exactly right. And we think it is because it doesn't have these elaborate cells like muscles and neurons and these ciliated cells that move mucus. Um, and that's why, and also, you know, the transmission of a signal is much slower through the sponge. So we, d- we don't actually know if it's so slow because, like, what is the bottleneck, right? Is it the, the speed of the signal transferring through the cells? We think that sponges use calcium diffusing through cells and that way giving off a signal. Or is it is the bottleneck the actual contraction that can only happen in a certain speed and traverse through the body? There's a lot of questions coming up from this and a lot of analyses we have to do right. to answer the specific. Uh, one of our listeners has a question for you, uh, Fiona, um, and she's saying, good question, why does it matter to be able to identify that sponges sneeze? Does it have an environmental impact or something? That's a great question. Thank you. And that's actually why I studied this. Um, I was always motivated to understand how, how organisms in coral reefs share resources. Because when you look at the functioning of an ecosystem, it does boil down to these links. You know, how the primary producers like plants are uh, acquiring energy via photosynthesis, and then that energy is leaking out in different forms of organic matter, and it enters the food web in different ways. And especially on coral reefs, you have a very complex web of links that enable this diversity and this abundance in an environment where you have almost no food in the water. I mean, that's why you can look so far in the tropics because there's very little food in it. So what is happening um, is that the fact that sponges sneeze keeps the energy that would leach out of the coral reef in in the form of dissolved compounds that other animals cannot feed on. The sponges take these dissolved compounds up and then they eject this mucus which is now a feast for other animals. So it sort of retains the energy that is produced on the reef, on the reef, and then other animals can benefit from this large pool of energy that is surrounding it in the waters that they actually don't have access to. Right. So, it's, it's, so it's, it, is it a combination then of kind of it cleaning itself, but also wanting to keep the, the system around it alive? Ooh, that is an interesting question I haven't heard yet. Mm, I could only guess. Um, and the way I understand nature, you know, things just happen. And if something works, it stays yes. as long as it works. So I would not say that sponges actively evolve this mechanism in order, order to support the environment around them. I would rather say it's it's a mechanism they adapt, they, they developed in order to keep themselves clean. And then other animals are benefiting from, 
you know, the, the waste product that results out of it. Because making this mucus is a cost for the sponge. Um, and it's organic matter that is actually of very high quality. Okay. So it releases it. You know, it keeps itself clean, but it incurs a cost to the sponge, which is a benefit to other fish or right. other critters. Right. Um, another listener is asking, are you able to figure out the volume of the sneeze and does it disturb other animals nearby? Because the Lord knows the human sneeze certainly disturbs everybody nearby. Um, would this disturb other animals? Mm, it doesn't look as, you know, there, there is an effect. We do see a lot of animals moving on the sponge or sometimes inside the sponge canal system, uh, reacting to the contractions and reacting to the mucus flow. Uh, but it's nowhere near the type of disturbance that we have when we sneeze into the environment. There's no, it's a very, you know, as I said, 20 to 50 minute process. So all okay. the organisms around it, you know, they have time to uh, stop moving. If there's a contraction wave moving through where they are right now, right. or, you know, follow the mucus and try to go for these aggregations. Yeah. Yes. It's not going to knock them off their feet or anything like that. Then that's it, it's fascinating. So it does, it does make you it makes you wonder what other stuff you will see with time lapse photography, doesn't it? Yes. So we actually used um, a pretty primitive camera. Olympus came up with these TEG models that have a microscopy mode where you can zoom in, like you know, more than seven times underwater. The camera doesn't need a housing. So anyone can, you know, buy this for a few hundred bucks and then go diving and try to time lapse different things underwater. Um, it's it's mu- this this whole method is a lot more accessible wow. via this, you know, technology that is becoming smaller and more accurate and right. cheaper. Very good. So, so I'm I'm excited for what we can do with this, and I hope I inspire other people to also use well, this method. Hopefully, and try to look at long term processes. Yeah, maybe some listeners might might uh, have a few amateur divers out there who want to uh, get one of those cameras and see what they can see as well. Um, Nicholas, thank you very much for joining us today. Nicola Corner, marine biologist at the University of Amsterdam, and the sneezing of sponges. Would you believe five three one zero six for your texts? There is just a week to go before the Rose of Relief returns to our screens. The festival in County Kerry will see 33 women from both here and abroad take the stage next Monday and Tuesday night. But what makes it different to a beauty pageant? Our reporter Eva Kearns asked host Dahi O'Shea and the New York Kilkenny and Cavan Roses just that. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.